Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. I am Travis Hato and we have reached 100 episodes. So we're replaying some of our favourites. Uh, one of my personal favourites is episode 3. Episode 3, well, that's an incredible ride. So please, uh, it might be a bit shaky, but uh, have a listen anyway. The episode is uh, Love Languages, Submarines and What Motivates You on the Isle of Skye. Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Alright, it's Matt Hannum here, welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. I'm joined today by Mr. Travis Hado. Yo, yo, how are we? Mr. Marco No. Hello. Mr. Conrad Francis. G'day. And Mr. Justin Bourne. What's now everyone's. <laughs> we have an apology from uh, Michael Duncan today. Uh, unfortunately, he's sunning himself down in the southwest of WA. What's he doing? Is he seriously down there? <laughs> yeah, he's seriously down there. Anyway, so we've just started, but we're already on to the second drink because my first one was well and truly shot down. So no, to the, no um, we didn't drink the first drink. No, no, we didn't. We, well, we've started with the second drink. Um, you know, my. Big thanks go out to the <laughs> to the owner slash employee at a liquor venue who suggested that Don't I try something. Uh, tell me, who was it? I, I, don't, I don't even remember. <laughs> who it was. Anyway, I was Fireball was the suggestion. It's a uh, it's a whiskey with uh, cinnamon, and uh, the first three gentlemen that walked into the room uh, ran straight back out because they've seen it before. So no, we'll leave no, it at don't, that. Don't, don't drink Fireball. Fortunately, on my shelf was a bottle of Talisker um, single malt Scotch whiskey, aged ten years, made by the sea. So right now, everyone is sipping on it. Half neat. Much better. It's beautiful. Uh, two, Much better. Two, uh, two ice blocks for Mr. Travis Hado. Two and a half for Mr. Conrad Francis. I've and got about a, five um, for Justin. I've got an eyelash in here as well. So and an eyelash. Does it, what does that add a bit to, to, uh, the, to the flavour? It, because it's mine, it added a bit of uh, class to it. So. <laughs> i got a cool story about Talisker. First day I was in Edinburgh. Oh, here we go. Um, the bartender that I got served at, like a really Born famous it. little... Um, whiskey bar in Edinburgh I was I just asked him oh, um, can you pick a whiskey off the back bar to give me and in my mind I was like any whiskey that they give me I'm going to go to the distillery in this year that I'm here for thinking that like it's Scotland great there's going to be distillery next to distillery next to distillery doesn't matter what whiskey they pick there's only one or two that they can pick that will be really isolated and this um, this guy picks off a Talisker sherry cask gives it to me and I was like oh, I don't know exactly what that is Isle of Skye, which is a six-hour drive on a little island with no other distilleries on it whatsoever. It's the only distillery on the Isle of Skye. Um, but that was a cool trip anyway, um, and real lovely whiskey. Yeah, well, there's a nice little map of yes, <laughs> Skye yeah, right there I on the bottle, <laughs> made by the sea. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, <laughs> lucky you. So how was it? Beautiful. Best driving. <clears throat> Can we smoke Best driving and have stogies out? I <laughs> have to do that in your office, mate. You've got a ton of them. Anyway, yeah, so right. awesome story. And who know who knew there was a story in the drink? So if it wasn't mine. I think my um, I think my dad actually bought me this bottle. I think it's oh, um, thanks, Dad. It's, yeah, it was from um. Are we it came for my birthday. Are we dad. plugging Dad now? <laughs> Are we plugging Dad now? Are we plugging Dad. Thank you, Dad. Make sure next trip you bring me another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can plug you very much, please. And, uh, but certainly not plugging the bottle shop, which advised me <laughs> to purchase the Fireball. <laughs> Who's first, guys? That's me. Who's on first? Isn't it? Skit. Travis. 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 Uh, as you second. know, no, you're on second. I'm on third. 
I'm first, Conrad. So <laughs> no, that's a whole comedy skit. You're Who's on first? Now I'm, I'm, I'm first. Right? I was trying so to be funny. Get back off your box and sit back down. <laughs> Speak back here. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so... You're getting married tomorrow, right? As you know, yes, I am getting, the mic. getting married tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, I figured that I would talk about love. Um, because <laughs> predictable. <laughs> because you're in love. Oh, because I'm just so in love. But no, I just thought uh, something that changed my actual entire life um, is a book that I read, uh, and it's called The Five Love Languages. Ooh, and um, I it is. Talk about that a lot this week. Yes, it's a it's a tremendous book, and um, so the concept behind. I'll tell you. I'll give you a bit of backstory first, and then I'll ask my question. Uh, the concept behind the five love languages is that you communicate um, in the love in the language that you want to receive. So there's five categories per se. There's words of affirmation. So I need to tell Conrad that he's really good looking all the time, <laughs> and he's good at what he does. Um, acts of service. I need to rub Conrad's back all the time. Uh, giving gifts. Conrad needs booze. I like giving gifts. Or notepads of himself. Or notepads of himself. Uh, touch. Um, and this isn't sexual touch, this is just touch by strangers as well and sort of like interesting. Touch hands. Yeah, so it's, it's very... This is a benefit of, you know, yeah. everyone that doesn't know who we are. Yeah. Tomorrow, like, you two aren't getting married, despite me. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, that legislation is a past <laughs> No, no, uh, Conrad and I are not getting married, but uh, he is. He is there, so... Well, we now legally we can, though. Yeah, we can. <laughs> All right. So, you, I hope you haven't changed your mind. No, 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 I haven't. But, uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, and the final one is quality time. So, that's just basically spending time with someone. So, just to recap, affirmation, acts of service, giving gifts, touch, and quality time. Um, so, the theory behind it is that, like, see, my personal love language is quality time. So all you need to do to fill my love tank or my love bucket is to give me time. So come and sit next to me, have a chat. Um, and you, you can know. switch out the word love when you yeah. look at everybody else in life. I mean, love is very yeah. softly, softly. When I when I yeah. speaking to business people, I use the word acknowledge. So it's but it, mm. it has the same yeah. outcome. Exactly. So but like my partner Ashby, uh, her love who language. Is she? Yes, who I am married. Her love language is affirmation. So words of affirmation. So. I, you know, when we started first going out, I would give her quality time and just be like doting upon her because I'm spending time with her because that's what I value and that's what I want to, you know, receive. And um, she's trying to show my, uh, show me love by affirming me all the time, going, Travis, you're really good at this, you know, you're really handsome, you're this, but it wasn't filling my love tank up. So I read this book and I realised, I was like, oh, holy shit, we, we communicate in different languages. Uh, so I played a game for a couple of months. First month, I affirmed her all the time, just every day. Best month of sex I've ever had. <laughs> second month. <laughs> second month. What you like? Second month, I gave her no affirmation at all, and then basically we started to niggle and and that sort of stuff. So uh, it, it's amazing did how she you know you. You wouldn't have known. You, you couldn't tell. Her. No, I didn't tell her. So I told her afterwards. Yeah. So I read this book and then you know sort of experimented with her. And then, yeah, and then they carried on. So we actually make a big effort to communicate in each other's love languages. But more to the point, it doesn't just extend to your immediate love interest or your partner or whatever. Uh, I use it in everyday life, you know, across working relationships, across, uh, you know, I play quite high level basketball and it's working out my teammates, my coach, you know, that sort of thing. And it's not, I really hate the word to manipulate, 
Um, I think the word is to, yeah, influence is a better word because uh, you can communicate with that person and communicate with them on such a better and higher level, um, you know, then you get to a better result. So my question is, is uh, what's your love language and how do you use it in everyday life? And the book is Five Loving Languages by Gary Chapman. That's correct. So I would highly recommend that. It'll be in show notes. I know how this one works. <laughs> 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 this is episode two. Can I ask um, a question before we go? Yes. Into that? Did you uh, cycle through all the love languages with Ashby when you were doing the experiment? Or did you already know from reading the book and then you just switched the one that you thought was the love language on and then switch it off? Because when you talked about your experiment, you only mentioned... Yeah, affirmation. Uh, I knew what she was. Okay. Uh, so generally, you have a primary and a secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashby's affirmation and then touch. And mine's quality time and touch. So we're quite touchy-feely. Um, so I already knew that, but the people that I don't know well enough, say in like a working relationship, I will do that. I'll kind of switch them on and off to see the, the result I get mm-hmm. um, for that reason. Because sometimes you just don't know completely. You can just ask them how they show their love to us. Well, how do they show their love to their partners? Yeah. But a lot of people don't know either. Mm. They just kind of, you know, they, they don't actually understand how it is to communicate in love. So, And I don't think love's always the right word. It is, what did you say before? I'd say acknowledge, how do you acknowledge people yeah. in your life? Yeah, and that's probably in more of a working relationship. So that's, um, yeah. So anyway, my question is, uh, what's your love language and how do you use it? If you do use it, if you're aware of it, you may not be aware of it or have never read the book. Um, if you use it in everyday life. Super fascinating you bring it up today because V and I, so my wife and I, went through this book as well and did a similar thing with you and I never really knew what it really was and to be perfectly honest, I've read the book but I probably don't reflect on it enough to kind of attentively think about it in day-to-day interactions as much as I should but I'm super aware of it with my relationship. And I guess I'm really happy that we came across it because I found out that her love language is quality time and my love language is words of affirmation. And so when I'm really busy with the business and work, that takes away quality time from her. So we had to have this discussion where we both had to be on the same page. This is more, I guess, our relationship um, in that, you know, we have to have a date night. If we don't have a date night, then like as you said in your experiment, we start to get a little bit at each other because her love tank, as you said, is being dried up from no quality time. And if I don't get kind of the affirmation as well. So it was interesting. It was really powerful for us to acknowledge these things, particularly when you're really busy in life right Um, because you can apply the dosages but I would say that I feel like this is really interesting when we get to the next question and this is freaky we talked about this last three episodes two episodes and my next question is so related to to this as well it's bizarre and just so everyone knows we don't share these topics with each other before we come into these sessions so we don't actually know what each person is going to be talking about this is all on the fly um, so yeah but anyway uh, I definitely need to apply it more in my kind of I guess friendships and work relationships more 
and being more aware. But just simply reading that book is powerful because, like you said, most people Wait. aren't aware. But it's awareness. Yeah. You notice then the people who buy others gifts or give them gifts, and you're like, oh, that person is then obviously a uh, person of, of gifting. It's how to communicate with people on their level, especially you've got uh, three people sitting in this room that um, are in a you know manager role or have staff below them, and let's, obviously let's use the word leadership. Leadership, sorry, wrong word. <laughs> leadership role. I was trying to think of the right word, right? I manage you. <laughs> oh, leadership role. Uh, and it's how to communicate with your uh, people you're leading on an effective level. Yeah, and communication is super powerful, right? Yeah. Because you have to communicate, uh, both acknowledge your love languages and then try to communicate in each other's. Um, otherwise, you end up just kind of, uh, I guess, take... There was an interesting concept I learned it was kind of like a, that you take too much than what you deposit. So it's like in, with any relationship, right? It's kind of those people who are your takers and suckers of energy in life or anything in your own network. Um, and I've been guilty, I think, sometimes of taking and not giving enough. And that could be, like you said, conversation, quality time, uh, just hanging out, just saying hello and depositing into that individual's essentially uh, love tank, or what did you call it? Acknowledgement tank? Love bucket. Love, love bucket. Yeah, acknowledgement. Whatever you want to call it. Good feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, 5149. 5149. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Mic drop, bang. Yeah, next topic. Well, <laughs> no, so who is it? What's your, what's your love language? I think I missed it. My love language is affirmation. Yeah, how do I not know that? No, I did know that. You did know, you did yeah. know that, yeah. So what's, Matt, what's your love language and have you had this conversation oh, I got with it. your partner? I, I'd like, this will be interesting. So I, I know of the book, I, I think I've read an article or two, but I've never actually read the book and haven't sort of dug in deep. Done you can do an online test if you don't want to read the book. Well, I can do that too. But I'm having a look at it, I'm pretty sure my wife's all of these. <laughs> oh, she's special. <laughs> no, no, look, look, I'm not sure. I mean, it'd be interesting to hear what you, what other people think. How do you show her you love her? I, how do I do it? Yeah. I think I. No, I don't think you do do it. How do you show you love her? Yeah, I'm reading the uh, different languages. Do you do things for her? I, I think it's. Things? I think service is a big part yep. of it. That's could a very, be, could that's be shoulder. Very male. Yeah male thing of acts of service so that's what I do and also for yeah, when you're a parent you tend to do things yeah. for more people including yep. your kids um, yes in my wife's secondary that's probably service. I'd say it's probably a primary one it's, it's service it can't be time because you're a businessman right it can't be time well it's not <laughs> I, but it, yeah so that, that, that's probably my, my leading one well actually I lie to you it can be because it's quality time not quality time yeah mm. Yeah, it's well, me. That's what I what I what I give out. Definitely service, and I would also probably go with them. Time is the next one, and yeah, well, that's, attempting that's... to give as much time as possible. I, I'm very good at making making decisions around spending the time with the family, uh, you know, with with Tash, as opposed to um, if, you know, I work around it. I'll rather lose sleep to get some biz extra business done yeah. than you know, and make sure I still get quality time or you know, spend time with her and my. Hi Tash. Hi Tash. She uh, finally downloaded, or she added our podcast to uh, her podcast app. And that was the first thing. She, she's like, podcast? Is that an app? Tash is special. Anyway, Tash, Tash doesn't listen to podcasts. 
Um, well, she read a few good books. So she's acknowledging you. No, she, she read a few good books. But she, podcast is not, uh, not her thing. But anyway, that, that would be me. And it doesn't align with her necessarily. I would suggest that she is more around words of affirmation um, and probably quality time as well. So that, that would be her, her ones. That, without digging deep into it, I would say I have to be very mindful of those because yeah, yeah. I often just want to provide service and feel like that's me, I guess, doing... Well, there's times during the night that you might want to do that. There is. There's also times that I probably need to provide more affirmation. Maybe it's after the service. Or during. Yeah. Marco, so, uh, or me. I think we've, we've just had a special guest arrive. <laughs> Grab a seat. Mr. Agapanta. Agapanta's just in the studio. Mr. Agapanta. Grab a seat. We're, we're definitely not live. Hey. How are you, bro? How's my car? Good to see you. Some good Nick. Hey, brother. So, nice haircut. Thanks, man. The topic is love languages. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? We just give a little uh, insight here. This is Matt Adeponio. Um, it's Travis. I played with Matt last year in basketball, so he was sort of our import. Um, well, he wasn't an import. He was, really. He's not an import. Well, I'm Australian. He's born in Subiaco. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you importing him from? Yeah, but no, no. But if you think about... He's because he's paid as well. Uh, he's just been in Indonesia playing a tournament over there. Um, back to Cairns to do some uh, video stuff and some documentary stuff. And then back to WA for some idiot's wedding. Uh, so back to your question of what's your love language... And what else do you ask, Matt? And well, how, does well, it, does, how do you use it in your do you life? Know the love how do you how do you show love to people? Yeah, how do you show love to people? So you've got affirmation, acts of service, giving gifts, touch, and quality time. Quality time by a mile, and, then, yeah. and then daylight. Yeah. And then everything besides receiving gifts. Yeah, yeah, like he, I told her to give this chick some flowers and even that was the hardest thing for him to do. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't put time in the mail to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, re, sort of recapping a little bit, uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up was because it's, it's sort of like, it, it changed the way I looked at my relationships in every aspect of my life. And then we go back to like the first episode where we're talking about being content and sort of monk-like status and being sort of happy as well. And if your love bucket is always full, that's one sort of like tool in your chest to enable you to um, be happy and be content and be, you know, sort of thing. Because when your love bucket's full, you know, and I'm spending lots of quality time with my partner or Matt or, you know, you guys, uh, the other touch and the giving gifts and acts of service just to kind of top it up as well. So uh, it's very, I, it's one thing that I Two minutes really, you got it? You yeah, just quickly on it. Yeah. Um, so mine's quality time, but there's a lot of key people in my life that have affirmation. Mm. What's well, t- trying to teach you a lesson then? 100%. So that's the other thing to be very, very mindful of is that if you start seeing the predominance of things show up in your life, it's happening for a reason and you have to deal with it. And it's one of the most annoying things in my life because I'm not the greatest affirmer of anybody. Mm, okay. Yeah. So... That's the other side of this game, is, is understanding 
if there's a pattern in anything. Yeah. Those with, people, with, any, yeah. with anything, if there's a pattern, then it's there for a reason. Those people with those affirmation needs are drawn to you for obviously that to, reason. To, to, to again, to you. point me in the direction of my weakness, yeah. to allow me to become better at it, yeah. and it's annoying. Because I, I, I get the same thing. I'm very much the same there as well. Like, I, I really struggle with that. I, I'll, there'll be a situation, and it could be anyone, whether I'm talking about... Because you've built up the resilience enough. I do. I have this resilience, and I'm like, I should say this now. My head's actually saying, yeah. say this. And, and sometimes yeah. I will. Oftentimes I won't. I feel like, spewing. Why didn't I? No, I get to the point where I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. Don't, want, don't want to what affirm someone yeah. like yeah. say good job or yeah. well done or yeah 100% that's interesting well it's yeah. about being yeah. because I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm banning someone from doing it for themselves because I had to learn that myself I grew up in a household which didn't show a lot of love right and not that's not a bad thing but it just wasn't something we did my mum and dad did it through action yeah and when I learned about love language I started to understand that a lot better and then I understood, well, that's how they showed me their love. They still love me. They just showed me in a different way. They didn't affirm me. They didn't, you know, hug me or touch me or all that type of stuff. I got it through their service. And that's okay. So, I saw a quote yesterday, which is pretty funny. And it says, you don't need a pat on the back, pat on the back for doing what you're supposed to do. Dead straight, you don't. Yeah. Like, if that's what you do, if you come to work and someone says, oh, you did a great job today. Of course, I'm at work. What, is that Tim Grover? But see, see <laughs> I, but I, have that, I have that methodology a little bit, but I think it's too much because, you, you know, the people that you care about and, and if they're looking for affirmation and that's, that's what helps and services them, then, uh, you know, it comes a point. I, I, I fundamentally agree with it, but I also realise my flaw that I should provide some more of that affirmation to people. Oh, I mean, I'm, being, I'm being brutal, right? I mean, you, you do have to work on it. I do, I do love the people in my life that are showing me this because it does shine you a bit more. But it's, when it comes in the waves it does at times, you just don't do by But to you guys, it carries more weight. Yeah, because like, it manages, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't think of the right word, all right? This is a great segue into the next topic, which um, I said is so connected, which what I wanted to talk about today, this will freak everyone out a little bit, is my question was actually what makes a good leader? <laughs> I cannot believe my quote today. that's connected. My quote today on Facebook. Um, Can we put leader slash manager? Slash manager. Slash <laughs> coach. I did. I said, uh, good, what makes a good leader versus good manager? There you go. That was actually what I wrote down on my notepad. We would not believe that. Right? And it's, yeah, and so love language... I guess plays a contribution uh, to this which we've just talked about and so we've already kind of I think delved into and talked about this already um, so I'd like to I guess evolve this a little bit further unpack unpack unpack, unpack this further because even on the affirmation I guess I bring this up because I've been having a few conversations I'm at a point in my business where I'm trying to look to instill some leaders and some managers and I'm struggling as well and then it's questioning what is a good leader so this is why this thought process is coming up for me as well and yeah it influences your personal life um, I also have been listening to a little bit of your Ray Dalio who's oh, insane yeah. at the moment his principles um, obviously, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee as well, and I think he's embodies some good qualities as a leader, and we're surrounded by some good leaders um, in this room and locally. So, and the other part of it is, like, as a two-parter, is it can it be taught as well? I was literally just thinking, if you're a great leader, if you're a great leader, and you can have to teach taught. leaders. Yeah. You have to be, I believe. 
And so can leadership be taught? What, what are the qualities that makes a good leader? We've, I think, talked about, I think, awareness of love language is um, super important, which I guess is a bit of empathy, right? Empathy. Empathy is yeah. a big one. Um, yeah. Because it's understanding someone else and being in their um, shoes their shoes and their position. Because another one is, I guess, just on to, to, to kind of connect the two, I struggle as a leader to affirm, yet my love language is affirmation. I struggle to affirm people, and I fight this balance between affirming people when it's just meant to be your job, versus like uh, actually going above and doing great work. And there's a lot of other areas where I struggle of challenging of going, am I doing the right thing? Is this really the right thing? How can I, I guess, lead people to be their best selves? So I'm gonna go straight to Coach Carter um, and I wanna get his thoughts on what makes a good leader and can it be taught? I think we've talked about it. I mean, coincides with the post I put on today. I mean, it was flattering that comical picture. Um, you see that? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was a comical picture that uh, Bob Duncan put up because I'm passionate about leadership, right? I suffer for great leadership and that's something I really, really am trying to well, I am installing in my team. Um, now, Travis has been playing in my basketball team there for, what, three years? But been around for a while. Maddie was around for a while. What I talked to you about leadership last year, same thing. It's, everything's about leadership. And yes, leadership can be cultivated. I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't like to think leadership's being taught. Okay? And why I say cultivated is because I believe everybody's got their own leadership style. Okay? When you're teaching, you're passing on knowledge through your mind, but when you're cultivating, you're drawing it out. And I think that's exactly where great leadership exists. It exists in identifying the talent, cultivating it out. So is it fair to say as well then, yeah, when you're trying to instill leadership, um, you've got to be mindful of, yeah, al uh, allowing uh, individuals to step up into their own flavour, into their own... 100%. ...their own language and not try to pass on your preconceptions yep. and your judgments onto them and expect because as a leader, those things of them. Because as a leader... and yeah, as, from a level of authenticity, that's where leadership exists. The more authentic you are, the better you can be. The better you can be, the better you can lead. Okay? So a person's experience is what allows them to be the best version of themselves if they talk through their own experience. All right? So when you put yourself in a situation, you're trying to lead somebody else, you're talking through you, not talking at them. Yeah? Which is why the Gary V's of the world and the great storytellers, the great orators of the world tell stories and they influence people. They're great leaders. So that's you know, so allowing someone to believe themselves, to understand what's happened to them and where they are, so that they can lead other people through who they are. Great topic. Yeah, well, it's hard. Can, can I just read this, this quote yeah, which I posted this morning? Because I think it summarises that. Um, being a great leader is all about having a genuine willingness and true commitment to lead others to achieve a common vision and goals through, positive, through a positive influence. No leader can ever achieve anything great or long-lasting all alone. Teamwork, teamwork goes hand in hand with leadership. Leadership is all about people and for people. I think that's what I was going to add into that. I mean, one thing I've really noticed and seen over time is that leadership can happen at any level as well, and it's not not just the top of the, you know, not just the top of the chain, with coach, captain, whoever that is, and you can see some really genuine like change through teams from, from someone sitting at any rung um, and just watching their behaviour, how they approach wins or losses. I mean, there's, there's some amazing... Oh, thanks for that segue. Wins or losses, <laughs> rolling into that. Yeah, but I, I've said, I mean, I think it's kind of not quite, it's leadership in a sense, but I remember a story of 
someone that had, had been a janitor at a, at a hospital for 25 years and they someone asked them you know why do you what do you do what you do and they just had such passion for their job because the surgeons couldn't help all these people if they didn't do what they did they, they, cleaning, valued cleaning, they valued their part so highly and that to me is is leadership yeah and at, at, at their level at any level because it's all part of the process what's well, their they, vision it's their goal right that's right it doesn't have to be someone else's and it's not someone else's yeah so i don't know if that person ever wins or loses but that's they, that they're on that perpetual pursuit on that goal we're talking so about I'm, I'm bringing win and loss, <laughs> loss back in for you here so <laughs> let's let's see that Let's well, see what you've got. Well, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll get to wins and losses, but I'm, I'm happy to talk leadership because all, all of the people in this room, including our esteemed guest here, um, have got leadership qualities. Right? Everyone does. I, don't, I think it's more yeah. so the case that they don't know that because they haven't been challenged in that space or they haven't had it cultivated within or they haven't seen the opportunity to lead. What are the core qualities from your point of view? Like I said, you'd be able to communicate as the main piece of being a leader, having vision, having a great vision and being able to break, be a great goal setter. Because without a vision, you can't lead where you're leading and to. And that's what the, the rolling back, the communication piece. Yeah. Like a lot of leaders will lead by action. And They're show, not great leaders though. They're well, struggling with action leaders. Yeah. Uh, okay. But there's different forms of leadership. And you can lead through action yeah. if everybody understands that's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. A great actions leader can't move a team if the team needs a vocal leader. So does that mean as well not that, you know, leading by example is necessarily necessarily a blanket kind of good quality? I think leading by example is probably the easy, easiest form of leadership. Yep. I don't think leading by example guarantees actually moving to meet people. Because that's just doing what you do really, yeah, really, doing well, really well. well. And, yeah, instilling that sort of... So I think it's a cheap form of leadership. I'm not saying it's not necessary. I just don't think you move enough people to achieve great things. Now, if you look at great leaders in the world, most of them weren't the doers. Most of them were the visionaries and they communicated that well enough to their next line. I so guess that creates buying. Yeah, I mean, I guess it didn't quite mean action like that. Um, oh, sorry, mate. Well, I meant that from, a, from more of a responsibility like point of view and, and how, they, how they approach and deal with situations. Oh, look, I, yeah, I see what you're saying there. I agree. Well, I'm pretty passionate thing. about it because of what we're dealing with at the moment, but... Um, and, and, and to come back to um, leadership at multi-levels yeah. okay, we're doing that in my office at the moment I've got my advisors and I'm having my middle manager well, I've got my, my administrators hold them accountable to make them better and then I had a conversation this morning with one of my staff who's having I've got a couple of people in the Philippines he's asked them to hold them accountable mm. you know? so if everyone's holding everyone accountable in a, in a chain of command only great things can happen only great things can happen Hey, what have you experienced with that in terms of playing with you know in the sporting element of it as well? Um, it's interesting that you say uh, about the leaders by doing and act that. What did you say? Was the acts of acts of service? No, no, the um, action. 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 Yeah, action. leaders by action. Um, it's interesting that I've been involved in a few teams and the leaders by action leaders uh, we don't we're not as successful as when we have leaders that are vocally um, within the team as well because uh, you don't get the buy-in uh, that from the from the rest of the team and that can be put into like a, a business sense as well like you need every person to buy into your vision so you're talking about like uh, do and saves yeah, an, indiv yeah. an individual in the team is just a natural like yeah. superstar scores yeah. all the points carries kind of the team yeah. 
but they've got nothing else. Yeah. And what they're about, not the ones that help contribute to overall team success. Exactly. Yeah, okay. But what about, I mean, when I sort of raised it, I was like action around practice, like how they how they go about what they would do at the club. I mean, is that, is, are you saying that as well? Like you found that a vocal leader versus let's say someone that was just very diligent with practice and how they would go about things, you found help your team succeed more? Or is that, am I looking at something a bit different? It would be, say, just just vocal. I think it's uh, a factor of a lot of key components. Like there was, uh, in my previous team, there was one gent that he wasn't probably the most vocal, but he was the most vocal when it counted. So it was all the things that he was um, an actions leader, but he was vocal when it counted and when you really needed. And he, he created the, the respect and the aura and the sort of thing that everyone bought into exactly what he wanted to do. Um, so he, I think, um, he had such a great uh, mix on exactly what he, he could bring to the team. Um, saying that, he had a good support staff of other vocal leaders, but also other action leaders as well. Yeah. So it was very well balanced. So in a sense of that, like, he had good support staff around him. So if it was just him, I think he would struggle. You know, he did have that action leader, whereas, you know, we needed a bucket or, you know, needed some leadership in the fourth quarter. You know, that action leader would go into gear and then he did would he step up as well. Did he create that? Like, I guess, did he, did he form that leadership structure? Do you know what I mean? Was great he a leader, great leader? That great leaders? I think we're talking about the same person. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, the, the person we're talking about... I've got infinite amount of respect for. Um, and I was just saying, as you're talking... Um, well, we can name him. He's, yeah, Shel, 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 Shel McIntyre. Yeah. So he, I played with him at Coburn. And uh, he'd be a little bit shorter than me, skinnier than me. Um, I'm, so for everyone, I'm six foot three and about 79 kilos. Ringing wet. Ringing wet. So, but this bloke could play, uh, play as a big, play as a, as a point guard, you know, and he could do everything on the court. But it's from the mental side, but the way he led the team was phenomenal. Uh, you know, I have the most respect for him out of anyone I've played with, but he wouldn't go out there and get 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. That wasn't his role. But the way he, created buy-in from the team yeah, to let everybody be the best for yeah. themselves. So are you more referring to Matt in terms of uh, accountability versus responsibility, i.e. like keeping someone, like that element of trying to keep someone accountable of going, like the expectation of like you should be doing X, Y, and Z and therefore the leader should be also be delivering on X, Y, and Z yeah, to be I, able to keep that individual accountable. Well, the, the, Is that the what great you're thing, referring to? That, that's what action? I was referring to in, action, in terms but, of action. But the great thing with Sheldon, so in context yeah. of what you're saying, the great yeah. thing with Sheldon is that he'd give you space to be the best player you can be. Yeah. If it came to him and to him to bail you out, he'd bail you out for the win of the team. Yeah. I agree with Matt. I love actually. Yeah, and I, mean, I think maybe we have a defensive personnel. It depends on the personnel, personnel yeah. and it also depends on who you need at what stage, right? Yeah. So, the great leaders that I've seen and I've witnessed, like Sheldon, actions and words, okay, and they can go to one or either yeah. at any point in time. Well, that's like the, coming back to your early, you know, topic. Great leaders, did he create? Did he cultivate that situation? Did he bring those other leaders up? Because you talk about the support. I, I believe so. Did he, did he make yeah. that? Yeah. He empowered people. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because the, the reason I think he did that is because he holds himself at such high standards. Yeah. You know, and nobody at no point could hold him at a higher standard than himself. So then, when everyone else looks up to him and sees what you know, an action leader, yeah. you know, that's what he needs to do. He, 
sort of thing. But I think that's one of the most the, the highest qualities of a leader that can be. So that's like uh, what we've brought up in a couple of the podcasts. I mean, uh, Bruce has brought up, but last week we touched on Kobe. I think very briefly. Or yeah, we back, back to Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like is that is Kobe uh, just for context? Like, is he a great leader in that aspect? From I don't know fully, but from I mean, Conrad, you know a lot about Kobe. Uh, is that you know, a good reference point or Co- not Co- necessarily? Is he a certain particular leader? Just so we have a reference point. So talking, about cultiva- yeah, talking about cultivating That's leaders, Kobe was a cultivated leader. Okay? Yeah. He was a pure actions person. He worked harder than anybody else. Yeah. Okay? And everybody around him will tell you that. And then he had to win a championship. And for him to win a championship, he had to make other people around him better. So it was at that stage, he had done everything and then he had to go out and make people better. He did it through holding them accountable. He did it through communicating. He threw, did it through conversation, um, but very black and white. It was very clear with what, what he did and why he did it. Yeah. You also did it through fear. Mm. Like fear. Guilt. Well, Jordan did the same thing. Guilt more than fear. No, more fear from him projecting fear onto others. For example, LeBron. There's been a LeBron story recently that came out. Um, uh, with J.R. Smith, he wasn't playing very well. I think it was the first year they had the whole team back in Cleveland. And you get a tap on the shoulder from LeBron. Like, hey, if you get traded somewhere else. Straight up. Then next day, J.R. Smith's hitting a few more shots. And when you have people who are so gifted, it's not about, um, like, practicing. Like, J.R. Smith practice 500. Yeah, it's not about, like, <laughs> as funny as it is, when you're that high... That's so mental. You don't forget how to so If you've shot a million shots, if you don't shoot for a day, you're not going to forget. Yeah. It's just applying your talent and sometimes fear of the ending and then ending up in Minnesota or somewhere cold <laughs> will probably get you get a little bit more out of it. So I guess in summary, then, you know, great leaders are someone who cultivates other leaders at all levels. Yeah. It's kind of a summary of what we're saying. Cause I think it would be good to share... Uh, the video of the general um, uh, for the sub- submarine. submarine. Yeah. I forget the names off the top of my head, but that's also a phenomenal um, kind of video that I should probably watch more regularly. You know, I won't go into detail, but I probably that summarizes. The video, um, yeah, the video is great because it essentially says leaders should lead through intent, right? So through you, intent. Yeah, so you communicate your intent and then have the patience with your team to step back let them figure it out and get to what you you know what you want to achieve their way right because a thousand people acting towards your intent is a lot better than you trying to prescribe a thousand people what to do because you can't manage that well so um that video is amazing and i wanted to get to it but i think i've missed out for the kind of 15 minutes that we've got for this one amazing video we've got a couple minutes so yeah but no so please the i think yeah now i shot myself in the foot right that's the real that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's a real that's a real crux of it but um the other thing that i was thinking was uh self-awareness when we start talking about how to elevate other people right so if you are in a position of formal authority, right? How do you how are you the best leader? And I think it's by having the humility to recognise your shortcomings and put, putting people around you that will uh, make up for those, right? And the humility part is key because you've got to let them step in for where you're short, where you fall short. Um, so my two cents on the topic would be humility and self awareness um, to be 
to be an amazing leader. Um, and I think that applies at any level. 100%. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had those extra minutes because I think, yeah, so, so you know, cult, the ability to cultivate, which does take humility, right, um, and self-awareness for other individuals um, and, and stepping stepping away. And I think being a control freak, is, which is something that I challenge with, can be more detrimental um, than positive. In the moment, you feel like suicidal. It's, it's suicidal, right? And in the moment, it feels like the right thing, but in the long game, it's not. So, you know, I guess a good leader from what, what we believe is someone who can cultivate others. Um, action leader is the easiest form of leader. However, it can be effective and that leadership can be at every level, um, not just from, from the top. So um, I still can't get over how this connects to love languages though as well. You know, and I'm just purely communication. Yeah, and yeah, I've just, just got to say, we've talked about Sheldon, Sheldon McIntyre here, if I don't mention his sister Fleur, I've coached them both. <laughs> Fleur McIntyre, love you, sweetheart. We still have need a bottle of wine before Christmas. Um, the, the, the McIntyre family are great leaders, all right? I've coached both of them. They're high achievers in the community and on the basketball court. Phenomenal leadership skills. Thanks, Fleur. All right, it's nice, next nice. up on the Conrad Francis show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you actually paid for your ads. <laughs> yeah. Nice words of affirmation there. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, okay, Fleur, she, she slaughtered me. Sheldon's the best player, though. So. I've always said that. Sheldon's the best player. <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry about that one. <laughs> anyway, your topic. Oh, we're on to... On to what have we got? We've got a few minutes left. It's your soapbox, so let's go. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't get to, to... I won't be too close to the microphone because Travis's ears hurt. Um, <laughs> I, so, in, in breaking one of the rules... Wait, wait, wait. Not the wet. Not the wet. Listen to our own podcast, right? <laughs> 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 be your biggest fan. That's it. Yeah, self-reflect. That's Very it. Yeah, yeah, self-reflect. Review, review, review. Yeah. So, um, in breaking the the rule that was set during the week about not circulating content, I'm about to break that rule. <laughs> well, I'm only this picture of driver with the headphones and listening to his own podcast. <laughs> I did. I, I did circulate this content, and it's it's something I've actually just passed onto my my seniors in my office because I'm reviewing it with them on Monday. But it's that 4 minute 11 piece on Kobe when he was interviewed by a, a TV talk show host on um, what motivated him. You know, whether it was the fear of losing or the desire to win. And, um, I mean, you've watched it? Yes. you watch that one? I'm not sure yeah, what you've yeah, seen. It's on the bad audio. No, no, it's good. No, no. Yeah. I don't think I've shared it with you. I'll send it to you right his, his, his answer, His answer was actually quite profound, but extremely clarifying for me. And I'll put it some context a little bit later. But his answer was that neither he's neither motivated by the fear of losing, because that's also defeating, um, nor does he have the desire to win, because that has the ability to, to conduce or induce failure. He just says he's bang in the middle. In the sense that he just plays, the play, he just participates and plays in honour to be the best he can be. And what is, that, I, is that where he said there's no such thing as failure? Was that the same no, yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, failure does not exist. Failure does not exist. Um, and putting that in context for myself and what I want to throw around the table here, when I, when I look at what's happened in my life you know, over the last 10 years, nine years, uh, where I've been, where I am, um, I have to change the way I looked at what defined me as being successful and then what was going to motivate me to do what I needed to do. And in the, in the field of money, money is 
almost what ticks the box to validate who you are. Um, the car you drive, the house you live in, the suits you wear, you know, the, the office you keep. That's, you know, what has been in our field and in the finance field, what uh, emanates in success. In most fields, really. Most fields. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very different. What I had to realise with me that it was that those things never meant anything to me. So me aiming for those things had no value to me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't motivated by that level of winning. Um, nor was I. Nor was I scared of having nothing because I did have nothing, and I still buried. So I didn't exist. That didn't motivate me, and that didn't motivate me. I had to find a space in the middle. And what what got me to the spot? It's crazy, right? Bruce Lee. No, no, <laughs> no. It's crazy. I'm just here, oh, here kind of, you know, giggling to myself in that. That's um, where you're at. I'm at the similar position where uh, the money made money didn't vote, motivate me. Failure doesn't motivate me because I know if I fail, I just, well, you know where you come from. I right? just and where, I come, but I just start again as well, so it doesn't even scare me, and I learn a great lesson out of it. And so I'm just kind of sitting there giggling because I'm like, shit, that's me. Yeah. But you didn't see you didn't see when you watched that video, right? No, I did not. So I wasn't not until you just explained it. I'm sitting there going, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I was watching right. that, it was like a massive bag of coins landing on my head thinking, yeah, bro, you're cool there. And it's okay to be okay there. You know, you, so I don't think I've shared it with you. No, I haven't seen it. Um, or you, Matt, but you might have seen it. I've seen it, yeah. Um, so I'm just keen to, to tell you, I mean, your motivations, I mean, I guess as, as people... It's, it's, been, it's journey, right? It's oh, got, it straight back to the other initial conversation. It's enjoying the journey. Being right there, existing right there, that doesn't move you, that doesn't move you. You just do. But you he just being be. so calm and just responding that way was, was pretty incredible, I think, which is part one of the video. So but, but Kobe is deadly like that. Mm. He's an assassin. He's a cleaner. He's a cleaner. <laughs> he is a dead set cleaner. It's trained by the cleaner. So no, he's not a cleaner anymore, didn't you hear that? Oh yeah, sorry. So we should, we should put that, did we put that video in already for the the Tim Grover one? Yeah. No, we, we haven't talked. We should put that in just to talk Tim Grover. Yeah. No, I'm interested in those three because we should. So I, 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 will, I mean, I, I think I've quietened down the room, but is there a question? Yeah. Where how does that sit with you? I mean, I mean, and, and, and be honest. I mean, I don't care whether you guys are motivated for fears of winning or losing or the cash will be. But what is it? What motivates you guys? Because I get it, I don't, and I'm not motivated by money, and we know this, right? Yeah, you know, you talk to people, you, you talk to people yeah. um, that, and I won't say who, that wouldn't use my services because I didn't live in a suburb that looked reputable. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. Or the car I drive, I don't give a shit. You know why? Because I'm investing my money in a way that's congruent with what I give advice on. Well, they're also making a decision for the wrong reason. Which is why you don't want to really necessarily work with them anyway. Yeah, 100%. But you've got to be congruent with you. Yeah. People are going to judge you regardless. You can fail doing shit you love as easily as you can fail doing shit you don't love. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Oh, actually, I was watching the Jim Carrey video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I watched the last night. The, literally, the one thing I took out in the last half an hour, not the one thing, but the main thing, was fuck, you can fail at something that you don't love, so you might as well fail doing what you lose. 100%. Yeah. You know, why, why not just follow so be, your passion? So be the person you want to be. Exactly. So what, if money doesn't motivate you, what motivates you? The challenge. I, I love getting up every day. <laughs> I know that sounds so wank. But like... <laughs> 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 <Man>, like <Beep. laughs> 
I don't know. I, I just love the challenge of solving stuff that I'm not supposed to solve or doing stuff yeah. that is not supposed to be... You know, Travis, you didn't go to college or you didn't go to uni or you didn't do this or you didn't study or... Man, I don't care. Like, it, it for me, end result isn't driving a nice car or, drive, you know, having a nice house. It's just for me. It's not for anyone else. Like, I couldn't care less what anyone thinks of me. Mm-hmm. You know, personally... Um, I, guess I sleep well every night. Yeah. I can vouch with him on that. I remember one day we went shot for underwater photos in the pool purely because he's like, well, I don't know if I can do it, so let's go and put figure it boundaries out. and see yeah. what we can make. And that was like, just seeing him do that, like, of course it's cool for me to get a few Instagram photos because it's trouble, but for him to just, like, just because he doesn't do it, he doesn't shoot shots underwater, he's like, maybe I can, let's see. Get any comfort zone. And the flash didn't work when we got there, so he's thinking on the run we had an idea to set them off underwater but it doesn't trigger underwater so he was just thinking on the spot it was pretty cool for me and that was awesome really cool but it's about like for me it's about getting out of my comfort zone that's way out yeah that sort of stuff and and tying it back to basketball like personally I was looking at not playing this year and you know for me to go on the journey to play again uh, is to get out of my comfort zone and learn the lessons that I need to learn and become a better leader and become, you know, and really step up to the challenge. Like, I've, I've never stepped up to the challenge for basketball because it's always been my outlet. Business has been my challenge, but I'm looking at basketball as more of a challenge and more, you know, analytical now. You know? So you're more motivated now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. More absolutely. than last year? Yeah, way more than last year. Um, you know, last year I went into the mindset that it would just happen. But I've never gone into the mindset of a year of business that it will just happen. Do you want to win or lose? He wants to be. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Good question. Why? I've had four businesses. And from, from that shifting into there, I think I feel like I've, I've won from that point. From, from, from doing it. Because before, I'd, you know, I'd, I was working, I had jobs, but that, that, and that was where I was really, I wasn't congruent, right? So it was then getting on that path, and I've, there's been countless challenges and ups and downs along those, you know, as I've moved through different businesses and challenges, but I've, I've kind of, I've always felt like I'd won, whether or not, like, there was money in my bank or no money in my bank at different times, and I've certainly been through both. So it's, a, it's really... Like, it, it is the major scorecard. But you can win when you lose anyway, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you can lose when you win. Yeah. So they mean nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just never finished. If, if you decide it's done, that's when it's done. Well, that's where, you know, Ray Dalio, I was listening to, he was doing an interview last night, I was listening to it last night, and he said, I put it on my thing, pain plus reflection equals progress. Yeah, yeah so, I like quote. Yeah, it, um, it's a great quote. It's one of his principles um, where essentially he's like, I can't lose because when I fail, actually he seeks failure because that's how he progresses. And it's a quick learning. Um, you know, so I don't know whether failure, it'd be interesting whether what motivates him as a question, um, whether it's failure or, or, be another podcast. or winning for Ray Dalio. But um, yeah. Was that on the Gary B? Yeah, that was Gary B. Because he's just been on Tim Ferriss. And yeah, he's he's doing doing yeah, he's doing he's a lot. lot. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's just... Oh, okay. No, just yeah. that book. Oh, just that book. Principles. But he actually yeah. said, this is his book. He's put like two or three years into this. He's done. 
he was everyone said he should share his principles he had a lot to give but he, he said there's never there's, not, there's no other book coming out ever this part of my life is over close the book done there is my life John Farnham said the same thing mate oh, John <laughs> <laughs> I don't think John Farnham's got radar theory at some point that's why you're probably having to come back to it yeah. <laughs> Marco what's been your kind of driver because you've gone through a crazy journey yeah uh, I was thinking about it I think mine what motivates me fluctuates and then what I do is I just play to what I feel like is motivating me either that day or that month or whatever so I, I recognise and use sometimes it flips to being super externally driven like wanting validation or wanting people to recognise it so what's your love um, language? Uh, mine is I think mine are quality time and touch but I'm not 100% sure um, time and I Sorry? Time makes sense. Yeah, time definitely. Like, I'm sure on that one. And then touch, I'm not sure. Potentially, and maybe I just don't want to admit it, potentially maybe affirmation, but, um, yeah. That is what it is. Yeah, uh, would be, it'd be interesting conversation. Um, But, super externally driven sometimes, super internally driven sometimes. Sometimes I just do a complete left turn um, and no one can really understand it. It's just because that's what I want to do and I kind of have a fire towards that sort of thing I think at the moment I'm doing a bit of a that this last year has been a bit like a, and my closest friends have had quite this last quite, year has been enormous for you yeah it's been interesting and uh, like I feel like I'm only just if I was Marco doing what was Marco do I feel like I'd be having an extra freaking <laughs> outside of body experience um, and just, so to, I don't just to affirm you can I affirm you Okay. Cool. So don't, don't throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get the bucket. What's in this? And that's, that's everything we've got time for this evening on the. <laughs> no, but but in, in affirming Marco, I mean, you share even you sharing um, the stuff you share on on Instagram at the moment is fantastic. Oh, thank you. All right, because you know you're you're 27 years of age. 29. 29 years. Oh, right. Great read for a 29 year old. Um, 29 years of age, reading the reading the, reading the stuff that you're reading, uh, allowing it to move you the way it's moving you. Um, mate, hats off to you. Yeah, so I think. And then influencing other people through sharing it. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I think at the moment I'm going through quite an externally validating kind of phase because I am spending the time in the morning posting what I'm journaling online because otherwise, why would I do it? Like. What do I care if other people say? Well, but no, but leadership, leadership. Sides to that, <laughs> because there's there's this side of just putting it out there anyway for you, not necessarily even caring mm. who or what or how much it's then is reciprocated back, because that's part of it. Yeah, well, that's certainly part of what some of what I felt and some of what I've been doing the last six to twelve months is that I just put it out. That that's a, that decision is actually more for me internally mm. compared to necessarily what comes back. Yeah, yeah, and and that's it. It's all dependent on the mindset or the, the frame of mind that you're yeah. putting it out with. Um, and then I flip to super internal stuff. But I don't have one kind of real motivator. I see. I think it's all tied back to because I'm not very clear. Are you on, scared like, of, of failing? Am I scared of failing? Yeah and no. Um, but actually, one thing that I was thinking of that, I, that didn't come to me when you actually put the spotlight on me is accountability. That's something that definitely, definitely gets me performing um, and motivates me. So when there's real accountability and uh, my name is against something, I'll get it done. It what doesn't about matter. for yourself, like your own kind of 
in 10 years time and you think back to not giving something 100% mm. fail or win, how does that, how would that make you feel? Where does that question come from, Mr. Aponia? How does, yeah, with yourself? I think it plays a big part without me realising and only until when you ask this, until you've just asked that question. Because I do think pretty much four or five times a day on my deathbed, am I going to be happy with like what I'm saying to this person or like yeah. today at the Apple Absolutely. store, right? I was waiting and I was thinking about, like I was checking my phone and I was like, am I going to give a shit when I'm dying? That Because dad came with me and I was like, will I care what is what on my phone right now or the fact that like I want to ask dad whatever question right like doesn't matter um, so I think it does yeah. uh, but I just didn't realise it until you asked me that question that can still be a form of motivation within yourself absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. when all else it's more it's actually intrinsic man yeah. yeah and I'm going there a lot at the moment like the, there was um, well the stuff you're reading is taking you what you're yeah. choosing to read yeah. as well it's super powerful because it just makes stuff really simple. Cuts the bullshit through, right? Really, really oh. simple. Extreme responsibility. That's why I've, I've appreciated you sharing that stuff because it's taken me to places which I've been before, but rereading it now it, when I'm in a different headspace is giving me a hell of a lot more clarity on certain things. Well, I'm glad it's helping. Cause <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> Over to you, wrap it up. Over to me. All right, well, I guess we'll wrap it up. No, hang on. <laughs> it's not my question, it's your question. No, it's your question. question. No, but you, you're hosting, bro. You put oh, I'm hosting on the drink then. Well, how, well let's, let's go back to the drink then. How did we all enjoy the uh, the Talisker single malt? Such it's, special. it's warming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's warming, all yeah, right. Yeah, so Conrad... I don't know if it's the yeah the, the whiskey or Conrad's affirmation over here. Well, we're warmed up. It's Friday night, Friday evening, and um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Peace. So you made it to the end. Thank you for listening to uh, one of the very first episodes we ever recorded if you could like subscribe reach out to conrad francis on all his socials at conrad francis uh we will see you next time bye for now